0: Alrighty folks, so this is the first ever episode of Weird Crafts Chit Chat. Um, We're finally getting it launched up. I'm Travis, and today I'm sitting here with my longtime pal Sebastian. Um, He has a pretty long story with just everything that just happened to him, but now he's back. He's here in Milwaukee. We're at the office. We're throwing him a party tonight, and it's going to be pretty fun. How's it Um, going, everybody? Woo! Um... So just for people who are interested, um, how many bands are you in at the moment? Two. <laughs> just I two? I'm down to two. Yeah, this just is the two. least
1: amount of bands I've ever had. So it's pretty relieving. Wait, two? No. Yeah, two and starting a new one. Another one? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a new thing. Uh, we're working on it right now. With who? Is who? Um, like- my girlfriend. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool, because yeah. I've been listening to her music for... Pretty now, good, huh? And all yeah. of a sudden you guys pretty crazy well before you guys even got together oh like, cool Like nice, nice. I've known of that band you know so, yes. yeah, yeah they're pretty
1: awesome I got a chance to see them uh, I think a couple of times when I was over there
0: so they put on a good show and very very good tunes so I may have like slightly stalked her profile picture her profile uh, dude no worries I do that too like all the videos <laughs> I was like yeah. I was like you know she's done a lot of covers you know yeah, so. yeah she's got
1: quite a repertoire she's pretty pretty fucking good huh. how are we can we cuss
0: you can cuss all you want oh, okay like, cool, cool <laughs> nice. I was like oh my there's, no, right. there's no rules to this Sweet. podcast either. nice I love it whoa awesome. um but yeah so I guess to start you know you were in like five different bands here in Portland yeah, like yeah. two years ago three years ago with like excruciator and Spellcaster, spellcaster for Caster, for a brief yeah. moment and then raptor raptor
1: arachnid and i think <laughs> maniac was still hanging on by the thread i don't know don't know why but so yeah there was that uh, i think that was it as far as i remember and then all oh, the king diamond tribute band
0: oh yeah, so that was like are you guys going to do another show for this year no because so, no, we're going to be you're going to be going on tour with yeah, king diamond, yeah. so <laughs> so got a little little crazy how that happened yeah um so Sebastian has been playing guitar for how long? Uh almost a decade. Next year will be a full
1: decade, yeah. What was your first guitar that you picked up? It was like this uh like very cheap Yamaha. It was actually my brother got it for his birthday, but he dropped it. Like he stopped, you know, playing it within like I think a few days or a week, and then he sold it to me, and then ever since then I was I just started playing. So it was around November that's when his birthday was so somewhere between November and the beginning of December was when I started playing guitar so yeah and it's been a fun ride ever since
0: (laughs) and you didn't just start with metal it was probably more like it was like
1: hard rock I remember the only band I really listened to back in the day was Guns N' Roses it was the only band I knew I knew their like their whole discography like front to back and then I branched out to, like, Rat, the Crew, uh, you know, stuff like that, the glam metal stuff. Loudness. Loudness, and then, eh, loudness, <laughs> and then my, friend, uh, my friend Sergio, you know Sergio, he, he yeah. showed me, he's like, he's like he turned me on to, like, more heavier stuff, like, I think it was Pantera, Slayer, and Megadeth, and, like, Merciful Fate. And then, ever since then, it's just trickled down, you know, f- from those things. So it's a combination of the hair metal stuff and the, the thrashy, uh, heavy metal stuff.
0: How, uh... How did you learn? Did you just self-teach yourself? Or yeah, self-taught? pretty much. Like,
1: yeah. I have not had any guitar lessons whatsoever. I mean, I had, when I was in school, I had a, a friend, you know, give me, like, the basics, like, the rundown, you know, playing a few chords here and there, but every, everything else is just uh, looking up tabs on online and then, you know, YouTube stuff. Gotta so, give a shout-out
0: to YouTube. Yeah, always YouTube. I, I think it's like you, me with you, leather and stuff, YouTube, you know, just... like, has made
1: made it so easy for people, you know, to learn things. Like, everything, like, if I have trouble with something, I'm just like, okay, I gotta let you know. Look up on YouTube how to do it. You know, 99 of the time, you're gonna find a way to, you know, to solve your problem, no matter what it is. I mean, it could be open heart surgery. There's probably somebody out there who knows yeah, and makes a, a video. A video. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so you started out young age, playing guitar, eased your way into heavy metal um i mean that's how we met was just through the heavy metal community community here here in here in portland oregon so uh you know it's just the heavy metal community it's it's totally different than i mean because i'm in like a lot of different communities Mm -hmm. i'm in the cosplay community i'm in the like arts arts community arts Uh community i'm in the heavy metal one you know it's kind of like in high school, I wasn't really in, in like any of the specific cliques. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wandered around and became friends with everybody. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, That's the way to do it, though. <laughs> but, you know, the heavy metal community in general, there's just like a special, unique bond with, you know, with everybody. You know? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, you know, you f- you fall down in the pit and then all of a sudden there's ten hands there to help yeah, you back Yeah, someone's there you know? to pick
1: you up. Yeah, and I think... Uh... Uh, you know especially like you know the falling in the pit thing uh, i think it can be seen as you know kind of uh, a comparison for like the real life stuff because i think when, when it comes to like heavy metal and you know the heavy metal community and the family uh I I mean, I I mean i know for my case it was especially you know like with the whole visa fundraiser and stuff like a lot mm-hmm. of people came in and really helped out with that and nah, i'm actually very thankful for everybody who donated. I know a lot of people did. I don't remember their names specifically, but I know a lot There's of them did. Of and it's just like, it's just like, you know, how, I, you know, I fell in the pit and there was, you know, like tens of millions of hands, you know, reaching out to help. And uh, I couldn't be any more thankful. And I think that's just how the metal community is. They're just, when something happens to someone, you know, it's just a very quick response to want to help out someone. And everybody's very supportive of each other, of each other's projects. You know, we go to each other's shows. And we're just, we're just there having a good time. And, and, it's, that's, worldwide and it's worldwide. It's worldwide, yeah.
0: Especially with like online stuff now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know friends and stuff from from all Europe, over the, Japan, all over the world. stuff like, like that. You know, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Especially cool. like
1: now that when I when I was in Europe, like uh, it was funny because like uh, I would go with like uh, like my girlfriend. She was she would play some festivals and then people would come up to me and they're like hey uh, I know you from like Facebook or Instagram and I'm like, I'm like who the heck are you like you who know I'm not trying to be rude or anything but they're like oh, you know it's people that you know follow you or you follow them and then you know they see what you're doing and you can like sort of feel like I think with social media too it's like you feel like you're part of their lives almost because you can see what they're doing you know, on a day to day basis and they're like oh you know this person's doing this artsy, artsy thing and then this person's recording an album and this person's going on tour and you can kind of see their progress I think. It, makes us you know be a little bit more closer so by the it time does. you know it, by the time you know you meet you know such person in europe you're like oh man like you know i've seen you do all these cool things and- you could have been friends for years on exactly, social yeah, media yeah, exactly I mean, that's
0: how it is for some of my friends who mm-hmm. are i mean in any of the crowds really but um with especially with like heavy metal i'm always backing bands on like kickstarter exactly and, yeah um you know helping bands fund their albums or picking up their music buying merch you know picking up all that stuff i mean it's how a majority of the music that i listen to is like stuff that i've just stumbled upon Mm -hmm. from other friends sharing stuff or it's kind of in the same the same gene same fields. you know um a lot of the cool people that i've met um when traveling and stuff you know it's just like you know, like shout out to the Seven Kingdoms guys. Like when I went to Florida, we went out and had dinner, you know? Nice. I mean we that's, went to Canada. That's Can- awesome, yeah. Went up to Canada. Um, also out to dinner on my birthday with uh Brittany from Unleash the Archers. Dude, I was
1: actually about to mention that, because so. she came out to the Victoria show, the the when we played in Vancouver. Oh yeah, Idle Hands, like she was there. Yeah. Appar- apparently she's like a big fan of Idle Hands. I didn't know that. I thought that was pretty cool. Brittany is such an amazing Yeah, person. I was like, Yeah, like, she's like a super talented singer and uh we played with them a few times, I think Two times with uh, Silver Talon, so like you know, for her to like come up and be like, because I remember Gabe was sitting at the merch table and she came up and she was like, "Oh, I'm a big fan of Idle Hands." I was like, "That's pretty crazy, you know." Because I'm like, a big fan. Yeah, we we're, <laughs> we're a big fan of your like we're a big fan of your band. Like, so I think it's very cool when you know that intertwines and
0: you know crosses. So I think it's a lot of fun. Right. It's just it's a it's a great way. I mean, back in like my high school days, it was very local. And then like you're saying with like the social media thing it just kind of branched out yeah especially like the judicator guys i oh, mean yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like i found their one song on youtube like you going back to youtube you know i mean i found their one thing on youtube i messaged i think it was tony and i was like hey do you guys have any patches and he's like <laughs> nice. I, got, I got one left so i'll send it to you and so then friends became there and then all of a sudden i'm on the road with them for a couple of shows. And you know? I remember the show you put together at Ash Street where yeah, oh, yeah. Us. Yeah, We opened, a thing
1: Excruciator and uh, Adjudicator. That was, Excruciator, that was Adjudicator and Tanagra. Tanagra. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And Sanctifier. Sanctifier. Whoa. Yeah, yeah And then Sanctifier, obviously, you know, with Wyatt coming from Eugene, we ended up having him as our singer and, and Silver Calum. So now it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy how, you know, everything ends up
0: happening for a reason. And, you know, people are all friends at of their bands and then all of a sudden these new side projects and side bands oh, start yeah. happening like Noah was in Sanctifier that's right um, yeah he was as well and then and now he he's moved, in Bloodstar and now he's in Bloodstar living in Salt Lake City I think he lives with Jameson of Visigoth I mean yeah. I don't know I, can't and Maddie, keep up. I think right. Yeah. up Jameson and Maddie, you know and, so I can't keep up with everybody you oh, know yeah, but that's insane. I think that's where he's at shout yeah. out to Noah you know I haven't seen you in a while man if you listen to this Sebastian and I say hello.
1: Yeah, miss you, <laughs> miss you having you on the road. Uh, we have to party sometime soon.
0: <laughs> um, so let's take a step back. Um, you know, you kind of just brought up the like the petition and um, all the signatures and the, the funding and stuff mm-hmm. for your visas and stuff. So to give our listeners a little bit more of a like inside scoop of like what happened, mm-hmm. um, if you're willing to chat about oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah. So started at the beginning, you went on tour, yeah. and...
1: So, the, actually, the, it's a little bit prior to the whole tour thing, so, uh, I came here when I was about 10 years old, and then, uh, apparently, I ended up getting, like, a work permit later on, but it didn't really allow me to leave the country, uh, and then, these two European tourists came up for Idle Hands, and I told Gabe, I was like, I don't want to be, re- like, you know, I don't want to have a replacement for these two awesome european runs i was like i would feel really bad you know for 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 the band because you know i want to be part of it and i want to be part of the whole it's your band too yeah it's uh so you
0: want to be i want
1: to be part of it i mean if it if it came down to it you know i would have obviously had to get a replacement but i trusted Gabe from the beginning he he's like he's like you don't have to do this he's like if you if you want to just know that you know you're gonna be you know out of the country and you know whatever else happens is gonna you know happened after that so I told him let's just do it we'll see what happens I was like I think uh we can with with idle hands I think we can have enough enough of a case so I can apply for an artist visa so it was kind of like a very shot in the dark thing because we didn't really have too much time to prepare for it and uh actually one of our friends Nate Myers he was the original petitioner for me and he was acting on my behalf as my agent and somehow I uh, tur- I actually applied for the wrong visa at, oh, at no. first because the thing is, it's is a very, very confusing terminology when it comes to that uh, visa stuff. So I applied for the individual soloist visa, which I thought since I'm only applying for myself, that would that I would apply for that, you know, so
0: like an artist. Yeah, but uh, apparently
1: I had to apply for like the this visa, which allows me to work for an internet, like for a American, you know, band. So. Anyway, lo, lo and behold, you know, we got the we did the Kickstarter thing. We were able to raise the funds, and uh, we we sent out the visa stuff. And even though we it got rejected, uh, I remember I was actually in Amsterdam. It was the last show or the last day after the the tour, the first tour was done. And Nate texted me, and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry but your visa application got denied." So then. Uh, I was like, well... uh, You had to go back to Mexico, Yeah, I went back to Mexico, hung out with some family for three or four weeks, and then we went back out to Europe for the second European run. And I remember the whole time when I was on the second tour, I was, like, super depressed. I was uh, eating a lot, drinking a lot at first. And I was just like, I I had no idea what was going to happen. I was totally scared, and I was very depressed, and I just didn't want to do any traveling or any fun stuff. I was always just in the hotel or in the Airbnb, just sleeping and you know being mopey and sorrow and sad and stuff but then we played a show i forgot where it was and then gabe received like an email from this uh management called 5b artist management and they handle megadeth king diamond merciful fate creator and stuff like that and baby metal and uh they reached out to us and uh they were like they're they're big enough to where they have like their own uh set of lawyers for you know when when they bring bands in like behemoths and stuff so or or like you know king diamond and stuff um so what they were able to do is they were able to put together a new case for a a visa and they was actually the whole process didn't really take more than a month they applied for it we got uh word back in like 15 days i took my visa interview and then they took my passport and then five days later i had my visa stamped in my passport and then i was just like this is surreal. I can't believe I'm going back to America, and then they, uh, the even the you know the the artist management, they got me my ticket back to the U.S. and I was just I couldn't believe it. Like you know I was so thankful for all that they've done, especially with Gabe, because he was the one who set everything up and setting all the stuff. Yeah, up talk, then... you know, being like the you know talking on my behalf and helping me out, and it's just uh, had it not been for Gabe, I think I would still be stuck and who knows where, but. I'm thankful that now I can stay in America and fly in and out with no, you know, repercussions. That's actually good because, you know, I, I, have, I have a girlfriend in the Netherlands, so I want to go back and see her and be able to come do the tours and stuff. So
0: Is she going to visit here too? Yeah, she sure. will
1: be coming here, I think, by the end of November. She's going to join us for the last three shows of the tour in San Diego, Anaheim, and Phoenix. And then we're going to spend a few days in Los Angeles and fly back here. Uh, on like a Sunday and then she has like three or four days so, oh, sweet. I'm, gonna, so we I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna show her around <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll bring her here and then sweet. we'll show her around <laughs> So yeah, it's gonna be really cool. I'm I'm stoked to have her uh, with with us on the on the road and and uh, here in Portland so she can meet all all of our Everybody friends. Yeah, there's pretty. so many people. Like <laughs> I, it's funny, like every, like everyone that I've seen so far since I came up, I'm like, oh hey, by the way, my girlfriend's coming. I'm like, I probably don't even know who the fuck I'm talking about. But I'm just like super excited that it's just, like you know when when you're like a little kid and you're, you're telling people like, oh hey, I got I got this cool thing. It's like, but no, like super super cool that that she's coming and she's gonna be part of the tour. But The visa's all done and we just gotta renew it
0: every year. So... And then while you were down in... I think it was... I think it was after the tour Mm -hmm. but you were down there. I think started something on i think it was change.org oh yeah that's right yeah yeah. you
1: started a petition where like a bunch of people signed on to i him. wasn't yeah.
0: expecting that many people but i was yeah, like hey man, if yeah. any like form of document can help mm-hmm. like even if it's just a smaller like thing on the sideline yeah it was just like a petition that was like hey all everybody who signs this recognizes sebastian mm-hmm. as like an artist i mean because touring is like it's like a, street, it's a job you yeah. know like oh, it's crazy yeah. um I mean, I've never done it, but I've seen all my (laughs) friends and stuff who have. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I was like, hey, if I can just, any additional things that I can try to do from the sidelines, so I started up this petition thing and I was like, let's get some signatures. And then worst case scenario, if he, if that just kind of gets tossed in with all of the other documents that you're submitting it might maybe it'll help because exactly, then they will yeah. see all mm-hmm. of these people who are like i think it said in there it was like i recognize sebastian as a working artist while on tour mm-hmm. i buy his music when it comes out yeah you know like exactly any yeah. in, in, in any of the bands you mm-hmm. know like when any any merch any music um, itunes spotify or yeah all the crazy all, uh streaming all, of, websites, all of the yeah. different websites and methods for music um Basically just saying, I buy the product, and exactly. I support this yeah. artist, because mm-hmm. that's what it is. Music is art. Um, and I mean, it's just... I guess I could just ask, what does music mean to you? I mean, like... I think music, for me, is
1: uh, a way of living. I think it is my way of living now, actually, that I think about it. because. Actually, I'm not legally allowed to work anywhere else but music in the U.S., so...
0: Woo!
1: Really? <laughs> right, yeah, if I were to get another job, I think they would, you know, see through tax, you know, tax, uh, the tax stuff, so I would get, you know, fined, and I think my visa would get revoked. But, no, I think it's wonderful to be playing music, and I'm not so much of a music writer, per se. Like, I've not written any songs in, like, Idle Hands or Silver Talent. I'm mostly, you know, it's just... What I think what I do is I have to, I just, my part is to make sure the songs are played right w- w- in a live setting, and Music that, is, that is being presented sent. in a fun way. Like I, I, I think, I mean, you've seen in my shows that I mean, besides the one time I was really drunk and threw my guitar, but uh, <laughs> that I was think, the yeah. best time. <laughs> by the <Whoa, whoa. laughs> <laughs> way, I, <laughs> I was on the
0: sidelines of that show recording. <laughs> I was like, I can't do my guitar, and you were spinning your guitar around, and then. I was I was on the side of the stage and you just I think it was during excruciator or it was something very definitely and, very and all of a sudden just past my camera goes a guitar I'm like, well, like that oh. almost hit me but this is awesome you know <laughs> yeah
1: no but yeah I think for me performing is my way of you know releasing my stress or whatever stress I have or just a way of calming me down and making myself happy because anytime I'm on stage as soon as we start as soon as uh, you know the the intro comes on and we do the the intro thing as soon as I hear Colin just go one two three four then it's like it's go time you know it's like it's you gotta give it all and I'm I'm up there spinning and doing ingve kicks and doing crazy guitar tricks and this is (laughs) I I want I, I don't want to be like a performer that's just standing there I'm not, I'm not i don't want people to pay so they can watch me practice i want to give you a show you know like throwing a guitar throwing and all guitar. hitting. honestly you. <laughs> if i
0: got hit by a guitar i mean that's even uh even more of a memory you know yeah. like so like yeah. i'd be like hey you remember the one time i got hit in the face by your guitar like that was awesome <laughs> oh
1: my that, i would have felt so ashamed nah. that happened. but no yeah music is to me, it's my way of living. I don't think I could do anything. I don't know how to do anything else, actually. I'm uh, not very good at a lot of things. I can do a little bit of a lot of things, but I'm not 100% good at anything except this, I think. Not yet, I because I can always practice and be better, but this is the one thing that I know I can do for now, and I, I'm going to do it as long as I can, as long as my health allows me, as long as anything allows me, pretty much. So,
0: How do you, um, how do you stay... I guess motivated or I mean you practice every week right like you Uh, I used used to I mean before before all of this stuff started yeah, yeah, exactly obviously there's been a lot lot. of stuff going Mm. on at the moment with Mm. trying to get you back into the states with going over all of the you know the visa stuff yeah. and all that kind of stuff and like you shipped your guitars back here i yeah, saw something on facebook i mean so <laughs> well, yeah. i know right now at the, in the current setting you know you're kind of just getting up back and, back the, and going back track. B- before like i'm talking about like over the course of the, the decade of playing music like it was like every oh yeah it
1: was i would practice every day and not only just like you know band rehearsals but i remember there was times where like i had cause i was in multiple bands so i had to you know drive for multiple locations to do like Two or three practices within a day, especially after coming out of work, and that was very tiring. But I was young, so I could, you know, I could do it back then. Uh, I'm Twenty-four. I'm still a little young, but uh, Wait, my how, you know, how old are you? Twenty-four. Oh, jeez, you're yeah. so old. <laughs> but but uh, you know, my, my body can't uh, can't stay up awake that long. But you know, before it was very uh, long, long practices. I remember i used to uh, i used to want to be like steve by 100 i was like if he's practicing for 10 to 12 hours a day that's what i'm gonna do and you know when i was in school uh summer break would, would happen and i would just sit uh, in like you know my, my room and just practice for 10 to 12 hours i even got steve Vai's like 10 hour guitar workout and i would just stay up and do all the crazy exercises hour by hour by hour until that you know until all the 10 hours are done and then, but yeah, so that was how I, I used to practice. But now it's, uh, I just usually just practice through the, the the set list and stuff. And then if I can't just jam out a little bit here and there, but I wish I could practice more. And the, and the thing that motivates me actually is, uh, uh, when I was over in, you know, Netherlands, like my girlfriend, she like, she's very consistent on her practicing. Like she, like she practices her solos, like very like very thoroughly, and she practices her set list like once, twice a day sometimes. And I was like, man, it's uh, I I, I haven't done that in a long time, and it was just very inspiring to see her, and very uh, inspirational, and and I think that that's kind of what I needed to to just see to have someone, you know, that like that, that she practices all the time. So I'm just like, I think that's what I need to do again. I need to bring back the spark in playing. <laughs>
0: And I mean, you got her shirt on right now. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah, Burning, exactly. Yeah. Burning, Burning Witches, witches guys. Yeah. Go check out Burning Witches. Definitely, um, yes. But, uh, so let's talk a little bit about what you guys are currently doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, right now you're in Idle Hands. That's right. And you're in Silver Talon. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like the two phoenix rising from the ashes of Spellcaster. That's right. Uh, um, uh, yes. the, but they're two totally different sounds. Oh, yeah. Um, Idle Hands has the more, like, I don't, I don't want to say slower, but like darker, darker like theme. like yeah. themed. Uh, uh, reminds me of kind of like Night Demon and mm-hmm. like kind of like up that crowd, and then Silver Talon is over here. Wyatt's going crazy on his angel vocals, and yeah, uh, <laughs> really really high. He's got the Halford vibe going on with, um, like it's just total like power metal. It's like sounding. like yeah like power speed trad kind of yeah um like juice priest kind of it's almost like two sides of the coin if you think about it for both bands yeah (laughs) like both bands are two totally different things um and i mean so right now with idle hands you guys just got on like this really awesome tour with King Diamond yeah I'm assuming Gabe did something there with magic <laughs> oh, <laughs> or something I, it, like, it,
1: it was almost I don't know I don't remember if it was in the works before the the management agency contacted us or afterwards but he he did say that we were you know pitched to be the openers of King Diamond and he was like he, I remember he texted us and he's like don't you know don't get your hopes up we just we're, we're being pitched you know, nothing can happen. You know, maybe he likes it or not. And apparently, King Diamond heard our music, you know, Idle Hand stuff, and he really liked it. And we were, luckily, like, luckily, we were the ones that got picked to open. So it's us, Uncle Acid, and the Deadbeats, and King Diamond. And it's,
0: it's going to be surreal. It's Did you ever think you know when you first started getting into like heavy metal and stuff that you'd ever be going on tour with King Diamond no because I, I know yeah. how much of a fan of like old school Morsel and oh, yeah. King Diamond and everything like I love I love for all years I've like, just yeah. been hearing you like rave about it you know yeah so, like, that, that is, it's one of the
1: funny things too because like I remember hearing about like when, when we were in Maniac I was like 17 or 16 we we're playing at the East End bar I don't I remember yeah, yeah, end, yeah yeah the yeah, East End yeah. And then, I think someone told me there was a a Merciful of Fate King Diamond tribute band in Portland. I was like, oh my god, really? Sold. I was like, sold. (laughs) And then we, we, like Maniac, got to open up for, you know, the Merciful of Fate King Diamond tribute band. And back then I thought, man, this is the closest thing I'm going to get to see King Diamond. And then, you know, that's how I met Bryce and, you know, Nate and Corey and stuff. But I think that was before I saw Spellcaster.
0: Was that before Bryce was in Spellcaster?
1: Before he joined? I think that was... A, during? During, yeah. During yeah. it, and yeah. yeah. And then, a couple of years down the road, I saw King Diamond a couple of times in Seattle. And then, in, uh... No, yeah, both times in Seattle, I think. And then... But yeah, it, it never crossed my mind that I would go from, you know, observing uh, a King Diamond tribute band in Portland to actually opening up for the real thing. And it's funny, because all of us, you know, Colin, Corey, Brendan, myself, and... Nate, Nate is coming as our tour manager. Uh, tour manager for the tour. So it's like all five of us, except for Gabe, had been in the, the King Diamond <laughs> Face it, it, So it's like, the, like my, my joke was when when we got told that we we're gonna open up. It's uh, Lucifer's Child featuring Papa Hands. We call it Gabe <laughs> Papa Hands sometimes because he's like the you know head honcho of the whole operation. So it's it's surreal. I I still even just any tour like i never thought myself that i'd be touring or that i would get lucky enough to play shows that people would or festivals but i'm glad um i stuck to playing guitar and didn't quit because i quit skateboarding when i was like you know within five years because i didn't see it going anywhere and then with guitar i was just like i have to stick to it i really like it i'm gonna stick to it and see what happens i was like if i'm not doing anything by 25 I'll probably switch to something else and I'm 24 now and you we're know, playing festivals in Europe and we're about to open up for King Diamond and we're going to do a lot of crazy stuff next year that I can't really talk about now but That's totally hopefully, totally yeah, yeah but don't spoil it's it it's going to be it's going to be insane <laughs> so I'm glad I stuck to guitar and persistence does
0: pay off <laughs> right <laughs> um so for all of our listeners I'm going to play uh like a 30 second little interlude here Um, so what you're listening to right now is idle hands You guys so that was um, Idle Hands uh, let's hop back into Silver Talon cool. um, so Silver Talon consists of who's all in the band
1: so right now is Bryce the you know the head honcho of the band Wyatt uh, our bass player uh, Walter myself uh, Devin on guitar as well and we have our drummer Michael and so we're a six-piece now. I Which,
0: saw something about doing like three guitars. Three or guitars, something yeah. Like. <laughs> so what what
1: happened was, uh, I felt r- really, really bad. Obviously, you know that I was gone and I couldn't, you know. Obviously, Idle Hands was able to go on because you know they can practice and Gabe can write all the stuff. But uh, I felt bad that Silver Talon wasn't playing any shows, and Bryce just, you know, he 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 just decided to um, to have a, a fill-in guy while I was gone. And luckily, the filling guy, you know, we all knew. Because I was in a band with Devin before. I was in two bands in a Queen Strike tribute band and uh, an excruciator for, a, a,
0: like, about a show before I got too drunk. And Which I texted band. Chris, and he might show up tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa, so, I haven't seen him at I all. I texted him yesterday morning, or Whoa, today, That would this be morning. so cool. And I was like, hey, man, you deleted your Facebook, but... You should definitely should come definitely out. Show yeah, because he out. texted
1: me when I arrived. So oh, did he? I, yeah, and I texted him back. But hopefully he shows up. That would be so cool. But yeah, so I, I, in the end, like I just felt really bad that, you know Silver Talent was you know kind of being held back by me. But thankfully Bryce found a replacement, and uh, it was just uh, at that point he he was like he's like Hey, I'm not replacing you. Uh, I'm just you know filling in. You know getting you know Devin to fill in. And then he's like, when you're back, you know, we'll talk about it and see what happens. And then we ended up meeting in Canada and then Bryce told me, he's like, yeah, we're just going to do a three guitar thing, you know, Iron Maiden style. I was like, dude, I'm all up for it. I was like, the the song structures themselves are very layered and they have a lot of, uh, you know, substance that I think we actually do need three guitars. So it's going to be really fun when we all get together and play it live. And unfortunately, uh, I can't make it on the upcoming tour that they have with Savage Master. I saw that. That, that would have been a really cool run because they're doing, I think, like a West Coast run. We're playing or?
0: Halloween here. Here in, in Portland, Portland, yeah. <laughs> that would have so been cool. So I'm going to go see. over, I think I'm going to go to that show. And oh, check it
1: man, out. that's going to be awesome. I think I, I would love to go, but I think we're driving out to Dallas. On, yeah. Cause it's going to be like a long drive. So I think we're splitting it up. We're taking off on the 28th, but. I don't even know where, where the hell we're going to be for Halloween. <laughs> Somewhere on the road. <laughs> Somewhere on the road. Same with Thanksgiving. But, woo. but no, yeah, a lot of lot of stuff's happening in, with Silver Talon. We recorded a music video up in Victoria. That's right, not big, out here. yet, it? It's Not out okay, yet. I it will be, say, yeah. I'm trying
0: to make sure I don't fall into, like, missing updates because there's so many things that are getting posted. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's no, so no there's a lot updates, of things. Yeah. A lot of bands, a lot of shows, and I'm, like, super, like, knee-deep in the... Mm. Uh, so the shop here oh no yeah and pulling like 16 hour days sometimes yeah. you know so i'm like trying to keep up with on all my friends projects and mm-hmm. stuff but <laughs>
1: yeah but, but the cool thing about silver talent and idle hands respectively it's like gabe does his own thing for idle hands so he'll write all the stuff colin will come in we know with the drums and then i do the the solos and you know little things here and there and you know aid in the recording but with Bryce too, it's like he writes all the stuff, and then I just do the solos, and then everything else just falls into place. So Bryce and Wyatt have been working very diligently to on this new album, and, and I've heard some of the stuff. I've heard most of the songs, I think, and I, just have to, I have to learn them so I can make sure I know where I'm gonna, you know, solo and stuff when I when it comes to recording. But it's really, really powerful stuff. It's a lot more intricate guitar playing than Idle Hands, but it's a lot of fun because. I love you know all the proggy the power metal stuff and it's going to be really technical stuff it's going to be some really catchy stuff and when it comes out uh, i just hope everybody likes it it's going to be insane and i think R- bryce really outdid himself both in writing and just the way that everything is structured it it's it's almost like a like a musical journey like if you listen to it very well it's you're going to be like man this thing is like a wall of sound it's just crushing it's insane and it's gonna be really fun, and it's gonna be really technical and hard to pull these songs off for me. For me personally, just because I, I don't play that much technical stuff anymore, so I'll really have to practice my chops to, you know, get keep back. Up. Yeah, keep up, definitely. <laughs> I'm like the 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 snail, you know, treading behind. I'm like, don't don't leave me, <laughs> don't behind. Leave me behind. I'll catch up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but the snail yeah. always wins,
0: right? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> like
1: the uh, sp- uh, SpongeBob episode where Patrick won with the rock. With the rock, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Nice. Congrats!
0: You just uh, related Silver Talon to Sponge SpongeBob, SpongeBob. So there we go. <laughs> cool. <It works>. <laughs> um. You know, my mom, she, every once in a while, she asks how Wyatt's doing, because she... Oh, yeah, she, yeah, uh, Why used to live there. He used to live, uh, he used to rent a room out at my mom's place when he first moved up to Portland from Eugene, and you need I remember that, yeah. He somewhere, so she, he was always practicing his vocals and all that kind of stuff, and my mom would always get to hear, like, him practicing singing and all that kind of stuff, nice. so... Nice. Every once in a while, she does ask me, she's like, hey, how's Wyatt doing? And you know, I'm like, oh, there, and he lives over with Bryce, with Bryce and yeah. they're all practicing up and getting nice, their stuff ready. that's written, very so. nice of her that's cool yeah um but uh silver talon they're playing a show um or not you with them but the, the band itself the band is itself, playing a yes. show here in portland on halloween yeah night. high watermark uh, um,
1: with savage master with savage master and to which i think i got at it as well did I think, they i think okay oh, they might t- just be doing this seattle show the night before but i'm pretty sure yeah so as far as I know, Savage Master and and uh, Silver Talon. So it's going to be a very good time. And, you know, unfortunately I, I can't be there, but everybody else should. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a very rocking time.
0: Um, on the new album, uh, Mana, let's go back to it. Uh, let's jump back to Idle oh, hands right. for a mm-hmm. brief second. We're just going to keep bouncing back and forth like cool. here. Because, I mean, there's there's a lot to chat about. <laughs> yeah, no, I dig it. I like um, it. So with Mana... How did you, um, how long did it take to create that? Uh, like how, because I mean, that was a couple years, I mean, it was it was a couple of years, but it was, it seemed to me like, yeah, okay, all these guys, they're, they're forming Idle Hands. Oh, hey, wow, there's an album out already, you know? Yeah. Like, it just mm-hmm. seemed really fast to me, but I've also been, like, super busy, like yeah. I said, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, time has just been like, I mean, we're a few months away from 2020. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's insane. Um, but, like, the creation of it? Like, what'd you guys do? You guys went to a studio? Um, I yeah, mean, we did, went to... Just explain the process. Like, how, what'd you do?
1: So, I think for... So, it kinda, it's kind of like we did the same process for the EP, Don't Waste Your Time. What happened was, Gabe had the songs written, and I think... For Don't Waste Your Time, we did everything at the studio, as far as I remember. Like, drums, vocals, and everything. But, for Mana, uh... Yeah, for Mana, we flew down to Sharkbite Studios in Oakland, and that's where they, uh, they did, you know, Nine Heights of the World, War Spellcaster and stuff, and a bunch of Explorative stuff, and Warbringer and stuff like that, and I remember Colin, I think he did all the drums in one day. Wow. And, like, I think a couple of hours, too. Really? Yeah, which is impressive because there's a lot of cool, like, little things that Colin does here and there where, like, if you listen to it very closely, it's it's insane. Like, he does, like, a lot of cool, like, double kicks and a lot of cool things on the ride here and there But and a lot of cool fills, too, that just make it, like, especially in, like, Give Me to the Night or or, no, Nightfall, yeah, like, right before, like, the ending, he does, like, this really cool, like, where we all just cut out and it's just a Colin and it just sounds dun, 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 dun. it's so cool <laughs> yeah. but no I've yeah I've listened to
0: it a few like I think I'm um overall I think I've listened to it almost 10 times all the way through like damn that's more than I've, I've ever listened that's, more, that's <laughs> 10 times more than I've heard it <laughs> uh but no uh, yeah it was
1: very surprising because not only did Colin record it all I think within one day but the following day, we had to start for, like, we, we had to begin our Silver Talent, you know, tour in the U.S. So, Colin was just, like, on fire that that whole month. He was, like, prepped up and just, just knocking things out of the park left and right. So, and we're very thankful, I think, that we have a, a team that actually knows what they're doing. I think everybody knows their parts, like, respectively. And, and everybody's, you know, on everybody's on Everybody's on, yeah. On task. Yeah, like, like Gabe, he's, you know... His his thing is, you know, writing the songs, and I think, obviously, he does a really good good job if people like it, and me and Colin, I think our job is just to, you know, do what he wants, kind of like his own vision, and then inject our own little substance here and there, and uh, I think for the... It's working, and I think we're just going to keep doing that, and I think that's how it's going to go for the next album. We we might have a little bit more, like, songwriting input now that Corey's in the band as well, so we might, you know, mix it in the, the... the creative process and stuff but i um, honestly i'd be fine just to, just to play and record the stuff cuz i i think i'm still growing as a songwriter i mean these guys have been f- playing for much you know longer than i have so i feel like i still need to you know put my ear very close to to the you know seasoned musicians that i work with and get a little bit more of understanding of it's not just how many notes you can play or how fast i can do it but more so like i want to listen and how to write a song cuz Bryce can do that. Gabe can
0: do that. I can't. I can't write a song to save my life, you know. <laughs> so, do you think it's um, like for you? So, I'm just a, like a, pretty much a consumer. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I listen to music. I listen to, I mean, every song, every album, every different type of metal. Because we could go into that for days. Oh yeah, exactly. Many yeah, so many subgenres, yeah. subgenres. But um, sometimes when I'm listening to to a piece or a song or whatever every person who is listening to that song interprets something of different. It, mm-hmm. different and of their own, and they relate things. Maybe it's from their day-to-day life or their how they're feeling or what they're going through or anything like that. Um, so when I'm listening to music, that's just kind of how sometimes it's like, all right, you're charging into battle in this epic you know, war or something, or it's like something really personal mm-hmm. or anything like that um during mana obviously you didn't write it all but are there songs that you relate to on a personal scale or do you interpret the album or the song or any of the songs like story story wise like what do you think like i mean does it have a story do you relate to it personally or i think each song on its own has like its own little story i think i like for jackie for
1: instance the song is like like, yeah i was wondering about that it's like a long lost love which is like if you think about it it's like Gabe wrote it but he's like he's like happily married with his wife so it's like it doesn't make sense how someone so happy can write something so dark you know it's like oh but I I guess it's just the artistic side of him flowing and I think that's amazing that he can channel a lot of different emotions in his songs but I think for me Give Me to the Night is one that that speaks out a lot to me especially because of the line that Gabe sings where it's like and I won't get on my knees for the people I can't please but it seems to be so easy for you so do it for yourself and I think uh the younger self, like myself, like my younger self would spend a lot of time, you know, trying to place other people in different bands. Like, you know, Oh, I got to play with this band. I got to, you know, trying to meet people's expectations. And now more so, uh, and you know, in these last few months, actually, since this whole visa fiasco <laughs> started, it's been more, more so like focusing on myself and focusing on, on the task at hand and kind of putting myself more, more like forward or, or, or you know, more on, you know, taking care of myself a little bit more just, you know, for health and stress reasons and I just, I can't, you know, really sp- uh, spread myself too thin or else I'm going to keep disappointing people and I think that's kind of like one of the messages that, you know, when, whenever I hear, you know, man, or not man, I to give me the night, it's a very, it just, it, it sticks out and like, I just love it when like, when we're playing it and I hear that line, I'm like,
0: man, like that's so true. Like man. I still haven't seen you guys live. Really? Like, I haven't. Oh met. yeah,
1: because we, we only played like, you've only played like, three shows two or three point.
0: shows in Portland I yeah. was probably out of town or something at the time so Isn't, I'm really excited to it's see it's crazy to
1: think that we played more shows in Germany than in our
0: hometown yep, yep. <laughs> that are ridiculous but, cool. but the following that you guys are acquiring out there is just insane yeah like, like I think today you just hit one, one million, million on Spotify. Spotify yeah I saw those posts all over there I was like man these guys are just like taking off like it is insane like yeah, how it's, big it's only and, been like a year and a
1: half or yeah, almost two it's kind of crazy how it's like the whole snowball effect and I think it all ties back to just Gabe and how hard he worked on it it's just he because uh, when, when when it all started it was just me and him and he like he was like oh you want to play guitar for Idle Hands and I was like I was like sure you know it's like another part, band it's like part of me like oh hey another band we'll see another what happens band. but then like take it up. it's like uh, it just started you know becoming like a, like a whole thing on it's own and then, just with it, with it all, uh, I was like, I was like, whatever happens, I'm gonna follow through and see what happens. When it comes to the tour or when it comes to recording, I'm gonna give it 110. percent And I'm glad that you know everything has worked out the way it has. And it, it's insane. I, I, I just can't believe it, and I'm really grateful for for it all. And I'm looking forward to lots more things in the future. And I think a lot of fans are gonna like what we're gonna come up with or what Gabe comes up with, and. You guys are gonna like the the live show. It's gonna be more insane. And if we get bigger stages, you guys are gonna see me spin a lot more. And maybe hopefully, I'll be on be, the side. Yeah, and ho- uh, I'll, can, I'll uh, be recording on the side again. Yeah, just hopefully get, if I have you know. spare guitars, I'm gonna start throwing them again.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, uh, yeah, the the guitar man. I'm never gonna let that one go. Dude, like, no. It's just gonna be one of those memories that we just like just hold on to. Kind of like our uh, like what was it, the stormy. Um, you came and picked me up that one day. and We were, we, we were going
1: to go see Savage Master.
0: No, 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 no. Well, yes, that. that. But, um, what was it? You, you picked me up, and we, it was, like, power outages and all that kind of stuff. And we went to the Clackamas Town Center, and we got our tickets for Pokemon, Pokemon. our first movie. Dude, <laughs> yes, I remember that.
1: Oh, I remember that. We have so a photo of it. We have That's a photo right. somewhere yeah. online. <laughs>
0: and, uh... It's yeah. just like, it's just memories like that, that, you know, you'll remember. Remember forever, yeah. And going on tour, you make memories like that, yeah. like, all the time. I mean, I'm sure being, um, like, what, what does being on the road mean to you? I mean, going on tour with your band. I mean, oh, they're, yeah. they're your family, right? Yeah, like, yeah.
1: So. Oh, yeah. No, we're a big family. We're always, uh you know, very happy to go on tour. And the, the on the first European tour, it was very comfy. We had a, a huge bus, <laughs> a Nightliner, and I got to sleep on my own little bunk by myself, you know, uh, with, it was me, uh, John, Jonathan. on top of each other. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 so it was me and then, uh, Jonathan from Tribulation down, uh, you know, down below, uh, down below, like their song, but, uh, or their album, and then Colin across from us, and then, uh, Justin, the guitar roadie for, uh, Gall's Beard. But no, it was, it was cool, um, and every time we're on the road, like, for me, personally, it's, uh, going to see, you know, cool things around the city, take a few photos, uh eat some food and then just fall asleep a lot i sleep so much on tour i eat a lot of milk and cookies and obviously i used to drink a lot but not anymore i think now it's going to be a lot of uh, h2o in my system now yeah oh yeah but
0: well that's that's really good to stay hydrated yeah no definitely yeah
1: but no it was uh it's very i mean actually i love going on tour there's nothing the only thing i don't like uh, that i found out about touring in america is just how long the drives are and how it just messes up your back and it's just like kind of painful but no I mean even though that's a, you know the whole part of the experience and uh there's nothing I would you know I would give up to change it or anything I mean it's it is what it is you, you live it and then you, you have fun with it and you save savor every moment that you have in every memory and then
0: you carry it on with you forever I mean and that's something like like you said you're not even 25 yet mm-hmm. but like that's something up that I've been thinking about a lot lately, too, is like what you've accomplished so far before you're even 25. Yeah, I mean, exactly, like, yeah. Um, I mean, you look back to like the. What's oh, a good example? Uh, Metallica. Let's, mm-hmm. let's just go with the generic Metallica, right? You know, like those guys, when they first started, they were like a bunch of what, like high schoolers? High like schoolers, 16, I think so, yeah. 17, 18. Yeah, You know they just started playing those house shows those little little house basement parties Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and that's where like where it took off that's where that's where i started going to Mm -hmm. shows you know i started seeing like like you guys play or i think you stuff. oh the clinton house man were you there you were there for a few of those right
1: i i do remember i went with sergio to one but it was a school night, and, you know, a was it? the buses weren't running so late or something. But I remember we ended up leaving, but I was, I think, Spellcaster and Cemetery Lust were playing. But was I didn't it, get to see them.
0: Was it 40 OZs? Did they do the uh, Yeah, I heard 40 I was 40 at OCs. that show. So dude. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I got holy. a recording of that. It's on YouTube. Oh my! Like, li- I, I think I'm the only person who ever recorded for the <laughs> Um, If anybody out there is listening to this and actually no, has like- <laughs> a recording of that, please let me know. Yeah. Because the only thing I have right now is just a YouTube video. It's their whole set. Yeah. But it's like I need to rip that and like put it on like like document it somewhere Dude, yes. because I mean it was just all the Spellcaster guys. They all just kind of switched instruments for uh-huh. the night and then just played this like it was like like party like satanic, satanic beach party uh-huh. metal or something I think I've actually seen the video that you're talking probably, about probably yeah, yeah. Um, pretty cool you know but cool like stuff. in my early high school days like like you were saying because um, we're pretty close in age so mm. it's probably around the same like time frame um, you know we're just going to those house shows mm-hmm. those basement shows and um, you see these bands kind of like what we were just talking about with Metallica you know it's the early stages of that band and you know a lot of people are like oh it's just some it's some random house Mm -hmm. like band local band that's just playing in a basement but you don't know what they're going to become someday you know metallica was playing you know those basement shows or those little tiny shows and now they're—I mean, you know where Metallica is at yeah, nowadays. Yeah. I would rather see them in those in days, those days than, yeah. than at like the giant coliseums. You and know, have like, to pay
1: like 150 bucks for nosebleeds and it's like right. oh, they're yeah, all like, the way you know um,
0: over there. <laughs> but so like going back to what you're saying, like with the memories you're making, um, the uh, those type of shows are something that's going to stick with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For for I mean, at least for me, you know. stick with me forever you know i'll remember all of the the random house party shows the basement shows like i was just saying and all these little bands that you know that you don't know where they're gonna go and that's why later on yeah and that's why like when i was in high school i was such like i was super focused in like trying to spread the word promote Mm -hmm. um promote music trying to you know, do what I can to kind of get the word out there for like the locals and like the smaller, you know, the smaller guys and stuff. Because you just don't know where it's what, gonna, gonna go.
1: happen later on. And yeah.
0: you know, if someday down the road I can say, "Yeah, I saw those guys in that basement," you know, or whatever, you know. Um, idle Hands, you guys skipped the basement shows, yeah. <laughs> but you that, know <laughs> that sucks too. Cause <laughs> like, uh, maybe, there's maybe, not
1: really a lot of house shows anymore. I no, haven't heard of there any There is house not, shows
0: at all. and I don't know. I don't know if that's just me. I, I see. I wasn't sure if that was just me because I'm super busy all the time now these days. Um, if that's just me falling off the radar, no, or I mean, no if I it's just like even me, just... like being
1: gone for like almost you know three quarters of the year. Like, there's just no house shows. No uh, venues closing down. I was sadly the, the the Tonic
0: Lounge closed when I was gone. Right. But yeah. I was, I was bummed about that. And that. I couldn't go to that last show that they yeah. had because it was on a.
1: Thursday
0: or something something was going I was out of. I was busy or I was out of town or something Mm -hmm. was happening it was like a super late work night and I was just like dude but um it sucks because Portland right now we keep losing all of our venues like you know it's the we need some more people to come in here and we need them to open up venues open up host places um so like you know, the shop that we're at right now for weird leather and mead—it's not a venue in any sense. Mm-hmm. But there's this whole big back, like, like right behind us. There's a big garage-type thing that could be turned into like a, venue or, like like a, a venue or a bar. I mean, it was in the works talks of becoming like a like a mead hall type thing oh, with another couple of the other guys but that didn't fall f- I mean that didn't happen you oh, know. Damn. but the space is there yeah. and so like that's why with like the shop we try to host like as many things as we legally can mm. um you know like for tonight we're hosting your like welcome home party because we have the space we have the ability to do so um in theory we could probably host a show here <laughs> no. but we couldn't go over the 10, PM, the 10 p.m. or the 10 or 11 p.m. time. Frame. Hey, that be perfect. The, sa- the sound audience. So it'd have to be like a, like an early day show. That but... would be so perfect for me because
1: then I could just go home and sleep at a reasonable hour. I feel like it's weird. Like, I feel so young, but I feel like I'm having such an old mentality, like, you know, not drinking or partying anymore. Just I feel like I just show up. I uh, do sound check and then I play the show and then I'm just like, I'm. I'm Like I'm gonna knock out. Like I I I hope to see King Diamond as many times as I can during the 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 tour. But
0: you gotta send me like I feel like some little like snip like little videos or snippets or things. Because Uh, I don't think I'm gonna be able to make the the Portland one. The Portland day. Oh dang! Because we're going to because the King Diamond show is I think it's on the 29th. Is it Black Friday or something like that? No, it's on the 26th. It's on the 26th. Yeah. Oh, well, I might be able to make that then. Oh, okay, cool. cool. Sick. <laughs> I was like, because like the twenty—I don't know. Twenty ninth is there's Thanksgiving. S- yeah. Thanksgiving. And then 29th ninth is um, Black Friday, and we're flying out, and we're gonna go take a vacation up in Alaska. For oh a week. yeah, i heard. Um, That's cool. So, we'll be like off the radar then. So I thought I was gonna miss King Diamond. So actually, I'm gonna try to look into the show. Dude, and, like, yes. I'm be like, try to Sick. make, try to make that one. <laughs> um, That'd be King fun. That'd be King cool. Diamond, I mean. Portland, yeah. In Portland, how often are you gonna get to? See I was something surprised
1: like that? we were playing in Portland. Like I remember when I used to go to Raptor practice. I used to drive by the Arlene Schnitzer Hall. Yeah, Schnitzel. I, 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 schnitzel? I, don't I, kept, know. I kept saying like, I, I, don't kept, know. I kept saying Schnitzel. Like, <laughs> but, but yeah, the, I used to drive by that place all the time, and I was like, man, I wonder. You know, I was like 18 or 19. I was like, I wonder what kind of shows they have over there. You know, it looked like such a big place and then i've never been i've never been inside that whole damn place i've always passed by it with a you know huge portland sign on the
0: side but i saw the S- star trek in concert Really? Or something like that oh. one year. Yeah, Anna and oh. I went, and it was... I mean, it was a really cool venue. That's so, sick. like, if I get to go back, that'd be cool. Dude, but, yeah. I, I, I'm stoked. I'm
1: stoked on a lot of places that we're going to get to play, like, especially in New York. We're playing this one called uh, the King's Theater, and, I mean, obviously, I've never been to any of these goddamn... The only one I've been to is the Wiltern, because that's where I saw steve La and Satriani and Animals as Leaders a while back. But, all the, dude, all the venues look just way too beautiful, and it's, it's just something that my 15 year old you know slayer slayer, yeah slayer loving thrashing person you know would be like hey we're gonna end up playing these venues someday and it's i feel like if people can take away anything from this experience or from my experiences i guess you know just be persistent at what you actually know how to do and keep at it because uh someday you know you might actually you know reap the rewards of what you've been done and of what you've done and you're gonna really be proud of yourself and you're going to see that all this time that you put in is actually worth it. So I think that's what I would tell people about,
0: you know, t- to take away from my experience. And that can go, what you just said there, that can go and be applied to anything. Oh yeah. Anything Obviously with that. this podcast, this new podcast that we're launching mm-hmm. here, um, it's not just going to be, you know, music. It'll be, we'll bring other artists. Yeah. And other, artists, yeah and- um, Blacksmithers or leather working, leather worker, uh-huh. mead making. Painters, I mean, it, all painters, stuff, yeah. everything. So what you just said there can be literally applied to, to like, anything, anything yeah. that you're mm-hmm. passionate about. Yeah. Um, and that's like the whole point of this podcast mm-hmm. that we're launching is we want to sit down and chat with people who are, um, create things who add to the artistic wor- um
1: realm mm-hmm. realm
0: of our of our world. Of our world, yeah. Um, because I mean without all of this super awesome stuff that people are making our lives would be boring oh yeah you know? exactly yeah I mean.
1: <laughs> like so. if it's not like you know music or i mean the thing is like i mean you know we or you know we make music and we, we play music but the thing is like you, how, how many times do you pass like you know by like a very you know breathtaking painting and you just stand there in awe and you know you, you just you, you you take it all in and you, you know you see the different feelings, the different colors, the different emotions that are you know layered on this canvas, and you just have to like admire the passion that the artist put in. And it's like the same thing when you know you, you drop a needle on your vinyl or you know your record. It's like uh, you hear all these different you know waves, vibrations in, in your ear, and you're just wondering how was this? You know how did the artist make such a thing? And I think sometimes even though like even though sometimes you know it might be hard to be creative or you might not see that you're doing you know you're progressing as far as you could I I would just suggest like stick at it and it's going to work out and even though you know there's always going to be a a, you know a cloudy day but there's always you know the sun always comes up the sun is always going to come up so just see things push through it and things will get brighter I mean that's the way I had to do it when the whole visa situation arose it's like I might not be where I want to be but this probably is a place I need to be right now so I can grow and I think that definitely helped me and And it's
0: part of your story yeah
1: part of my story and I think that helped me put myself more at ease I'm more thankful of now of all the chances that I got that I got to experience all the places I've seen all the places I will see all the different you know endorsements or whatever deals that we get it's like everything it's like you have to be thankful you can't just be you know cocky and you have to seize every opportunity and just be really thankful and just grab it while you can and don't let it
0: slip. <laughs> Turn the page. Turn, the, Turn the page. Just keep Metallica. turning the page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Metallica's. Metallica. I mean when I when I went and saw um, Bob Seeker, uh, he he played that song and, well, and, me and me and my friends were like, Alright, he's covering Metallica. Metallica. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's just kind of like what this podcast is mm-hmm. gonna be about. Um, you know, Try to help inspire people. Whether you know you guys got uh, a long drive, maybe you guys can. If you're bored on the on between point A and point B, you can listen to this episode and hear yourself. Yeah, I you think know. we had like a 30 hour drive. So, well, yeah, we'll definitely <laughs> pop it in. Pop it in, and you can hear about all the shout outs. And, yeah. Um, but uh, as for tonight, we are hosting a. I'll just plug it on here because by the time this this episode airs i mean it'll already be past, be past um so we don't know how it's going to turn out but so far when i created that event i was like yeah we'll just make a little like chindig meeting gathering for sebastian it'll be fun like maybe some people will come out who knows yeah. and then like all of a sudden there's just like i'm going i'm going i'm going this person's coming this person's coming you know and so I'm just like, oh damn, it's there's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot a of lot. A, there was like the the number was like 90 on there, maybe maybe will yeah, show up. Yeah. We don't know. Like we'll see who can make it out, you know? I mean, mm. um Portland is you know, and that's that's goes back to like the heavy metal crowd, you know, yeah, I mean, the heavy exactly. metal community. Everybody in this community knows each other. We mm-hmm. go to shows and it's just like an instant reunion of hugs and like hey man how's it going I mean that happened the other night at the Modern Marth I ran into uh, Colin and Lucinda you know and I was just like I just they came up the stairs I was like hey hey you know nice and uh um they might be coming tonight maybe I think I I saw yeah I think I saw something and then like Bryce and um yeah Bryce and Mako. but there was a lot of people um who have said that they're coming out which is which is awesome Mm -hmm. you know like
1: My parents are coming. Your parents are coming. My little
0: brother, I think he might be coming as well. Your little brother's coming. Cool. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, and that just kind of, I mean, with your family too, but I mean, with the heavy metal scene, we're all like a huge family is Mm -hmm. what it is, you know, so when one of our own is like stuck somewhere for 10 months without (laughs) coming back, without, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen, you know, Yeah. and then all of a sudden you're back, so, like, I was, like, we should host, like, a party and see yeah. if anybody can come out, you know, and, yeah, um, well, hopefully it'll be a really fun reunion, and, oh, it, yeah, yeah. you know, and I was, like, you know, Sebastian's gonna have, like, two weeks or whatever to try to balance to see everybody, let's just yeah. make one, like, one spot where everybody where can go, see, yeah, and then, you know, get their sea bass fix, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, Make it a little bit easier. And then it'll also just be like a, a gathering where everybody who is united through Heavy Metal, through our Portland community, um, can hang out. And it's not even a show. Hmm. It's literally just... It's just hanging out. It's just hanging out. And, you know, it kind of yeah. goes back to how there's no more house parties anymore. Uh-huh. So we're like, we're going to throw a shop party. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's not a house. So we have a little bit more space, a little bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of do whatever we want because we run it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, I mean, if the Tonic didn't close down, I would say, let's all go to the Tonic, you know, and and hang out there. Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, that's just one of the the things that I love about the heavy metal community. Everybody's always super passionate. They're super into... What everybody's doing, what all the projects are. Um, when one of our own falls down, we're there to lift to lift him, them up. Lift yeah. up. That's um, the way it should be. Not not just for
1: the heavy metal community, but I think for for everybody, for everybody in general. Yeah. I think that's what society could learn. You know, from us metalheads. When one of ours is down, we pick them
0: up. And I think we need that more in today's society. We're the punks, the yeah. miscreants, the outcasts, the misfits. Yeah, the misfits. You know, I mean, you know, a lot of people see the heavy metal community well not in our community we don't see each other like uh, that yeah. but um the generic uh you know when people think heavy metal heads or whatever you know they think of like no like you know very like drunk or ra- yeah rowdy, they're just, reckless they're know? just like asleep on the sidewalk somewhere you yeah, know uh, and like or you know i love those photos of like the i think it was like the the dude with like all the patches and like it was like a punk punk rock guy with the big mohawk and stuff and he's helping this little old lady across the street street, yeah (laughs) um because seriously guys like the heavy metal community is like one of the nicest communities out there and um whether or not we see it you know because i've gotten to the point where i don't see that um Mm. kind of uh it's discrimination, the word I'm thinking of. Or, like, kind of, think like... so, yeah.
1: Or, uh, like... Judge, like, judgmentalist ju- yeah, yeah, like...
0: Like, judging mm-hmm. or kind of like that. I don't see that anymore because I'm just so involved with it. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people out there who, you know, they think heavy metal... and or, th- or they think metalheads, you know, and they're just like... Wait, they're super nice people? <laughs> like yeah, I know. you know. Uh, yeah. Like, what? You know? Um... It was kind of like, uh, like Anna, her parents, you know, like, (laughs) cause they're, you know, before I think before they met me or anything like that, that's just not something, it's not like a culture that they're like really a part of or anything like that. So, you know, it's kind of like when you show up at the family reunion and you got the black corpse paint on and everybody is like super, like, fancy shirts, you up, know, yeah. and stuff like super that. You know, so it's like... You're just like, oh, oh. You're like, uh, I swear I'm not weird. Yeah, I, I mean, s- I am weird, but, like, but I'm to not... to an extent. To but an I'm extent. not, like, this, like, person who doesn't care about... And there are, I mean, this doesn't apply to everybody. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are people out there. There are metalheads out there. But, I mean, every everybody out yeah. there in any form of uh, group of or group. clique or anything like that who are like super pissed off or they hate the world and all that kind of stuff, you know. But point is is not everybody's like that. And most, like like 90% of the Metalhead community is
1: Totally um, the opposite of that. Totally
0: opposite of that. You know, people are I can't tell me how many times I've seen it over the years where, you know, a band is playing a show, like, and they don't have anywhere to stay and people are like hey you can come crash on my couch or you yeah. can come crash oh, yeah. on my floor yeah. or whatever you know um i'm sure that's happened with you guys oh right? yeah like, countless times yeah we
1: slept at some very uh you know unusual spots that you're like oh man i never thought i'd be sleeping in someone else's you know like you know couch or something or on the floor but uh everybody's just really helpful, especially when you're on the road and that's something that we should all be thankful for that we get a place to sleep and you know, sometimes we're able to save, you know, a few bucks here and, you know, instead of a motel or, you know, something like that or sleeping in the van. It's very, very generous of people to open up their doors to us and other touring bands. And I think I think I speak for everybody when I say like a big thank you to to everybody that, you know, helps us out while we're on the road, whether it's just, you know, giving us a roof over our heads or, you know, feeding us for a little bit or you know just buying merch it's buying, it goes a long way yeah it
0: goes a long way buying merch buying music guys mm-hmm. like that's the um that that's that's what helps keep you going on the oh, road yeah. mm-hmm. like i'm i'm assuming that like correct me if i'm wrong but like 80% of funding while on the road is literally merch, the merch like oh, the yeah. merch mm-hmm. is like what keeps you guys going yeah. you know the more we sell the you know the more we go out
1: So so if we want to hit different towns and stuff, we need, uh, you know, to sell more
0: merch so we can keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So to kind of wrap up this podcast episode, what are you looking forward to most on this upcoming tour? Whether it's a place, um, are you looking forward to meeting people that you've never met before? Or... um, in general, like what, are you're excited to get your music out there. I mean, I mean uh, kinda...
1: what I'm most excited for is well, a few things. First of all, is uh, the fact that uh, my, my girlfriend will be seeing me play in America and like these big stages, and we get to hang out in America this time. And another thing I'm excited for is, uh, I keep saying it, but the big the big stages because I just love running around. And another thing will be to see my friends from across the country. And uh, I don't think we're hitting any new new places or any new states that I haven't been yet. So it probably will just be like a repeat of things. But I'm I'm kind of excited for Florida. I hope I get to see, like, an alligator this time.
0: (laughs) An alligator? Uh, Yeah,
1: (laughs) because last time we played in Florida, I went out. Like, it was like we had a, a... like we the the guys from Starkill one of them I guess like had like a family member who owned like a hotel or something or he was like the manager and they gave us a hotel room for free which was super cool and uh, me Casey uh, we went down to like a bunch of like like little ponds and stuff and we tried looking for alligators probably not the smartest idea to do in the night when it's dark and you know (laughs) we've had a few drinks but nevertheless we didn't find any alligators so and then I remember in the morning Gabe asked me he's like did you guys see any alligators and I was really bummed and I was like no and then Gabe saw this sign that said baby alligators next gas station so he pulled over and he's like there's your alligators <laughs> I was like oh man thanks like that's actually one of the most thoughtful things that I don't know if Gabe considers it like such a big thing but I thought to me that was like one of the like, I was like man like he's very like a very genuine friend and yeah just just for the you know sick that he wanted me to see fucking alligators he just pulled over to a gas station <laughs> and i was just like, like yay like so cool <laughs> but he's yeah. like now get back in the van we're going yeah no, I'm just <laughs> no but yeah no very very great friend and uh i'm very proud to be in this van and we'll see what else we can do next year in the future
0: Cool, cool, cool. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this uh, first episode of Weird Crafts Chit Chat. Uh, be sure to hit up Idle Hands and Silver Talon on both of their respective websites. I don't know them off the top of my hand. Do you I know think,
1: them? <laughs> I think it's idlehands.us, and then I think for Silver Talon, it's silver-talon.com, I think, unless there's no ta- there's no dash in there,
0: I <laughs> I'm sure you could, guys could Google it. Yeah, uh, so, exactly, yeah. Or um, go on their Facebook pages. You can find Idle Hands on, on Facebook, Instagram on Instagram. Twitter, I think. Uh, they're, both bands are on Spotify mm-hmm. as well, and I'm assuming iTunes. iTunes, yeah, iTunes Google Play. And um, Google Play. All and those sorts of, of things, yeah. All of those things, and um, if you head over to well any of those platforms you'll probably find the tour dates for the upcoming shows. Um, so be sure to like just head over there and if they're coming to a you know a town near you <laughs> coming soon. Coming soon to yeah, own town on VHS. Yeah. To VH. <laughs> oh like the like the old school like you pop in a Disney video coming soon. Coming soon. Home theater or home video, oh, yeah. <laughs> coming soon to own on VHS and DVD. <laughs> Idol nice. so no um the movie the movie it's what do you think it's rated um I think
1: now with all of us I think it's definitely a PG-13 we're not as not as, as, as PG Idle. anymore uh, yeah I mean yeah I mean, I mean not not as R-rated I mean I mean we're, we're all very mellow I mean we're all we all have you know girlfriends we're all pretty sober we don't really party as hard anymore so right. we're not really the <laughs> typical rock and roll band we're a bunch of uh
0: well respected lads well respected (laughs) lads yeah and I hope we get to keep it that way you know (laughs) right alright guys so anyways be sure to go check out um all of those plugs that we just did there um the next episode of Weird Crafts Chit Chat I don't know who will be on but I do have some people lined up um other amazing other like uh rad people who make rad things is kind of what I've been saying lately Mm -hmm. um this is just the first ever podcast episode. We're not really sure how, where it's going to go. We're just kind of chatting with people, and uh, it gives people something to do and um, a, a way for us to take a step back from our day-to-day life of, you know, for me, it's leatherworking or doing the meadery um, <laughs> with Taylor and now Doug, who's becoming a part of our oh, shop. yeah, that's
1: right, yeah.
0: Um... And he's also in the heavy metal scene. I think he's going to maybe show up tonight. Okay, cool, Um, cool. But (laughs) anyways, back to my little little plug thing. here. (laughs) Um, You can find Weird Leather and Mead on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, That's it. Uh, Social media-wise, we do have a Patreon, which really does help out our shop. Um, It helps with all the upkeep. You can get rad items sent to you every month. Handmade items, handmade leather goods, whatever. Um, we will be doing some exclusive podcast episodes for our Patreon backers. Um, so whether that includes like a an actor or a celebrity or something like that, um, as long as you're backing us for at least five bucks on Patreon, you'll get the the monthly email with everything that's coming in the shop everything that's happening it's very very private sent right to your email um and then you'll also get access to the any any exclusive uh, podcast episodes that happen to be released via um patreon and uh we now are on spotify i'm trying to make this connect with itunes i'm still fighting that little battle there doesn't like the, the image uh, thing. Awesome. So uh it, maybe by the time this episode is aired it will be on iTunes, but cool. that's the, kind of the overall nice. goal. Um you can find us on our website as well, Weird Um we tonight are at Sebastian's party is kind of like the pre-launch. For our official Mead launch day, which is tomorrow, Saturday, October 12th. Um, This episode will be out well after that, so you'll have to see our our Facebook and see how we did, you know. (laughs) Um, But tonight we are going to be releasing 25 bottles to anybody who comes to our party here for Sebastian, because Sebastian has been one of our earliest supporters from like day one of Weird leather Other and Mead when we like first launched the Kickstarter idea, he was out there with um with us on Elk Rock Island filming oh, the yeah, video. Oh yeah, we did that yeah, the video. Uh, that unfortunately cool. that Kickstarter didn't meet, but it was the the very first day. So, you know, thanks so much for being Dude, a thank huge. You. Thank part you for everything of... <laughs> for
1: hosting the party and for you know allowing me to be the you know your first guest. I feel very honored. Yeah, so and thank you.
0: Uh definitely going to hopefully see your band live oh yeah yeah, of course (laughs) yes that's uh
1: hopefully and hopefully for sure all
0: right guys thanks for listening this is travis and sebastian silva here um and yeah we'll see where this podcast goes all right signing off see you guys later thank you peace